It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Jonah Heim with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, everybody, and welcome once again to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode five, and today, Ricky Venasco, hey, lauded by many as maybe one of the top one, two, or three starting pitching uh, prospects in the organization. He's coming back from rehab, and he's going to join us uh, from Tommy John surgery. He's just finished and about to start in his fall instructs. We're going to talk to him, but first, Jeff, what's up, man? No, nothing. Just chilling here on a Thursday, the uh, you know, that, that was a, r- a rough series for the, the, the ball club in, in, uh, at Yankee stadium should have won the first game. Probably, probably should have won last night too. Yeah. Um, just, you know, one of those things where the, the, this is it. I mean, this is a good barometer to show it shows where, uh, a rebuilding team falls short and where a, a winning team like the Yankees, a contender find a way to, you know, punch through and, 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 and win a, win a ball game, they should, they absolutely need to win. So, um, but it's on to Baltimore, uh, four game series, Baltimore's terrible. So, uh, maybe the Rangers can put off losing a hundred games until they come home, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, what are they? They're at 97 now. So it's going to 97 with, with 10 to go eight and two is going to be a tough one. Yeah, I think so too. So, I mean, pretty much, um, it's a, like, I think we knew a, probably three weeks ago they're going to lose 100 games i mean you just looked at it they don't quite right. have the horses in the stable right now and that's not necessarily an, an, an indictment on what it is look they're observing and doing that but you know i thought we would have some fun today um and i want to do that second but you're right uh, maybe these four games here will you know can lighten the mood a little bit and get get a couple wins because i don't care i know that a lot of fans think hey let's tank and let's get a higher draft pick do whatever these players want to win they want to win that's not their goal their goal is to go out and right. shows woody's woody wants to win every day yeah and and yeah i'm i did a story on it sunday about the 100 losses and yep. you know he he talked to me he's like i really want to fish you know 63 and 99 um this guy this guy wants to win you know sure. he 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 hasn't been uh handed a a very good deck you know yeah or the hand isn't very good i guess from the deck right a bunch of uh two uh, two seven if you're if you're playing poker that's probably what he's got yeah but um yeah and and, and it's eating him up i think but you know these guys come to the ballpark they work every day um, the young guys realize that they've got a chance to make an impression and maybe sometimes that hurts them. Maybe they press sometimes, um, but it, it, it fuels them for working. So I, you know, you, you can look at a game and say, Oh, they quit. They haven't quit. They're just overmatched. And I, I, I think yeah. that 
uh, you're, you'll, you'll see him play hard until 162. And then uh, next spring will be something, something entirely different. I'm telling you right now, I think this offseason may be one of the busier offseasons we're going to see. They've got a lot of 40-man spots that they've got people that they have to make decisions on. And so it's why we're not going to see Josh Young this year. It's it, They don't have to put him on that roster until uh, – you know, until uh, the end of spring, uh, if he does make the team coming out of uh, spring training, which we all assume he will. Or I don't know. We'll talk about that in a minute because we're going to go over some lineup stuff here in a second on the game we want to play. But we're going to do all of that right after this, and let's let's see who our sponsor is. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. Okay, so all right, so before we before we get to we, I kind of brought up. I give Jeff a little homework, which he like he doesn't have enough to do covering this team. I said, you know what? Tell me who you think. Let's go to next spring, coming out of spring, going to the first day of the season, which is March thirty first next year, uh, the last day of March. They play the Yankees, I think, at home. That's opening day. Um, who's the starting lineup? Now, I will give you a little leeway. Um, I I put if you think there's a right handed, left handed. Uh, combination at certain positions then you can you get that leeway if you want to say hey it's this or that other than that but i want to do it two different ways now for me it's easier as a fan that's been here i I can dream and think so the second way is off-season moves that you think you don't have to explain just you do the lineup and those names will be in there um first let's go though with what they have right now after the season a few of these guys will fall off because they won't they'll be free agents with what they mm-hmm. have heading into next year who's your rotation okay uh, my rotation with what they have and i'm including koarhar in this even though he's in triple a sure um dunning hearn allard lyles arihara um now you know lyles lyles is one of those guys who's going to be a free agent but i really i really could see a case where they might ask him back you know it it would be a a cheap deal he might be able to do something better somewhere else but those are the ones i'm going with since they're on the roster slash in the organization right now okay so i'm i'm kind of there with you um i went dunning hearn auto i went cody now is Cody supposed to be back? He's coming. He, they thought he might be back yeah. in September. And Alexi, that's where I went. Arihara, I boy, I toyed with Arihara. He did clear waivers. He's in AAA, so he will be invited to spring training next year. Um, yeah, and maybe figure out whatever it is that's doing. You know, whatever the heck it is. So I did. I, I toyed with that, but I went. I went ahead and went with Alexi because he's on the roster right now in doing that. Okay, so and I didn't think of Lyles. I think Lyles is gone. That's me. But um, okay. Yeah. Well, the the, the, re- the the reason I think he comes back is all these guys, absolutely, Otto, Alexi, yeah, they're going to be short on it. The Rangers are going to be short on innings. These guys can go out and throw 180, not even 150. So you're going to need somebody to eat innings. And this is still a rebuilding year. It's still being framed that way. Right. Um, it's supposed to be better, but I still think contending is not uh, at the forefront. So that's why I kind of went with Lyles and Arihara. 
Yeah, and no, I, I totally get what you're saying there. And when I, you'll see on the other time on the on the other one that we do that I went with, you got to get somebody in here to to do it. Mm -hmm. Now I dream a little more than you, so it's different. But uh, I'm from the fan. Okay, who's your catcher? Still the same combo? Yeah, same same catching tandem, Trevino and Heim. Uh, I, I did think about Sam Huff, and I think there's a way that he he could start uh, next season on the major league roster, but you know, it, it's a big deal not not miss for a catcher to miss a season of catching. Yeah, I, I think they need him to go to AAA to work on the catching. That you know, the offense, the offense, he's going to be what he is. You know, he's going to hit for a lot of power. Hopefully, he gets his average up to around. You know, I think the Rangers would be happy with 240, 250 right. as long as he's popping home runs. But I think that he just needs a little more a little more seasoning behind the plate. He's got his legs under him. I mean, I mean. He hadn't been squatting really for a long time, and that takes a lot. I mean, that is a lot to be back behind that plate, you know, that long. So I think you're and, and, the, and the Rangers, the Rangers are big believers in the framing. And sure. you know, if you look at the numbers, Trevino and Heimer have made the Rangers the best, honestly, in in the league, maybe even baseball, at at turning balls into strikes. Yep. So that and that's 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 big. Yep. No, I totally agree. Okay, so how about first base? Okay, so we're gonna go around. That's position two. Position three is first base. Uh, Nate Lowe, That's Nathaniel right. Lowe. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so hard for me. I'm going to call him Nate until I'm talking to yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's he you know he obviously cooled off, but um, you know he gets on base, hits hits the ball the other way. Looks like he's starting to figure out his pull side power a little bit. So, um, you know. I'd give him another chance. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I think I think Lowe has proved that there are other places we could go free agent-wise to find uh, players. And at first base, you've got someone there. He may not be mm – -hmm. you know, you think of your, your, your first baseman, 40-home run, big corner guy. He's not that guy, but there are other places you can put those, those players. All right, so let's go to second base. This one might be interesting. Who do you put? Uh, I went with Nick Solak. Okay. I, I, I think that he's got the experience. He's He's – been pretty good uh since coming back from triple a so uh i i think he gets gets another another shot at the job okay with with this group of players they have i went abanias i went andy abanias all right um uh, look he's played he's played third and second kind of a utility guy he's not stellar on defense we know that uh solak wasn't stellar on defense although he has improved some this year he's yeah he's he had, gotten he had better. a long streak yeah. in like 60 something game streak without an error so yeah you know, you, at minimum, you need to make the plays you're supposed to make. And he's, he, at minimum, he's capable of that. And he's done some other, he's made some nice plays uh, otherwise as well. Yeah. And the only reason I go, go with the Banyas, I, I know Woody loves the way the ball comes off the bat of the Banyas. He does hit the ball hard. Um, and he is one of the better hitters on the team right now. Um, but yeah. you know what? Um, that's not where I go in my second list that we go to, but out of what mm -hmm. we have. Now let's go to third base. Um, are we both with Young? Well, I mean, I, I yes, um, if he's eligible for your little experiment here. If he's yeah. not, I'm going. I'm yeah, going yeah. with Andy Abanez. But okay, if, I'm going if, within uh, the organization. You know what? That's my okay. fault. I'm talking not on the big league roster. I'm talking in the organization. So okay, well then I'll go. I'll go with Josh Young. Okay, jo Josh Young. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, that, at least I didn't throw you too far off because that that's good. Because yeah. uh, but the, the, understandable. We both think Josh Young should make the team coming out of spring training. Yeah, I I don't you know there 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 as you know has been the the service time issue and uh, keeping guys out for whatever it is twenty one days or whatever and then calling them up you know, with the collective bargaining agreement 
that's being worked on right now. They that may not even be a, a factor anymore. I, you know, that's something that the players definitely want to address. So sure. it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't matter. So I, I think that that uh, Josh is going to be the clear cut guy in spring training. Um, honestly, I think if he hadn't gotten hurt this year, already, already I would have put I would have put him on I would put him on the team on opening day. I mean, I I saw him in spring training. He took. He took our, uh, arguably the best batting practice of anybody on the team, and that and just knows what he's doing. Um, obviously, he needed at bats, but uh, he, he no no foot injury, and he he's probably on the team in, in July. And, and, and but he's not. But opening day, it's his job. Yeah, it, I I totally agree. And just watching him play Double A and Triple A, he is the best player on the field. For the, for the team he's on. As far as approach at bat, the way he looks when he's hitting, sure. I'm not talking about he's hitting 450-foot bombs all the time. The guy's got an approach to the plate. He he lays off pitches he needs to, uh, you know, but the, he's put the numbers up. He's backed it up. This is a guy that loves this game, loves being on the field, and my gosh, I, yeah, it's hard to see that. So your shortstop within the organization, no, no way to go. Careful with. Yeah, you got to go yeah. with IKF. Okay. All right, left field. This is the one that I, I wonder where you're going to go here. Left field. Left field. I am going to go with DJ Peters. Um, DJ I, Peters, okay. I, I think he's done enough to warrant another look. Uh, I know the average hasn't been there. It's, it's inconsistent, but the power is there. The defense is there. Chris Woodward loves him, loves his attitude. Um, so – that's where I'm going. I'm going with uh, DJ Peters. Okay. You know, that's interesting. I, I didn't even think of – that's the one guy I didn't really think of because I don't – you know, I do love his enthusiasm. He, he is a, just a – that guy has a great attitude every day. You see him. He's got a big grin and doing that and loves to play the game too. I went with a guy who I still have this belief. He's kind of, this is kind of my Scott Heineman guy. I've always thought eventually this guy's just going to break it and he's going to go. And, I, and he's, a, he's a stellar defender. And I would put him in center, but I'm gonna put him in left, and that's Eli White. All right, yeah, you know he's got the arm injury to to, to come with, but yep. yeah, great defender. Yeah, and and super fast, fast. There, there there are tools there. There are tools. Okay, center field um, with Le- Leody Tavares. That's who I went with. It's kind of hard to go away from that. And right field, I think we're both Garcia. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I. I. Yeah. It's. Hey, he's it's easy he's one of the he's one of the few locks i mean i you know i i, I thought we answered first base shortstop right field center field and catcher pretty easily but honestly garcia and kinder falefa right now are the only guys that have jobs i think for absolutely sewn up for sure next year absolutely yeah and and not to take any way anything away from low who we pretty much think probably has it locked up but that, that's that's a position that somebody could easily – that could be a signing somewhere or a trade sure. for a good player uh, to come in. You know, Orioles might be looking to move Mancini or something, but he could play outfield too, but I don't have him on my list, by the way. So, But anyway, uh, there could be improvement there, even though I like Lowe. Okay, DH? Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with a platoon. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Willie Calhoun and, and Andy Obanez. Okay, that's- uh, I, I want I want Abanias on the field, I, and and with Young at third, you got to find a way to get Andy at bats, and you can sprinkle him in at second and even first. Sure. Uh, in, in this scenario, uh, I I just you know Willie, um, he he's hit well since he's been back. 
I, I just outfield defense is so important. And while he's much better than he was uh, four years ago, it's still, you, you can do better. And so that's why I have Peters out there. And I'm not saying Willie's not going to get games in the outfield, right. but right. Yeah. Your, your best defensive alignment does not have Willie Calhoun in it. You know, that's funny. I, I did the exact same thing you did. Only, of course, I have Ibanez at second base. So my right-handed uh, combination at DH was Solak. So I've got Calhoun, Solak. Okay. And Solak, like Ibanez, you can throw him out there. You can put him out yeah. there to play second base when you need him to. He could probably play third, I guess. I mean, he wasn't as good over there if you need him to. Uh, maybe even a little outfield, but he's a good right-handed bat. I do like Solak's bat. Um, I just think Abanez to me feels like he's one of these guys ready to break out too. So, uh, but we're right. We're thinking on the same page. We have a few moved. How about closer? You got Barlow? Uh, I do not have Barlow. Okay. I have Jose Leclerc. Um, is he back? He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. He, okay. Yeah. He, you know, he had Tommy John surgery in March. Relievers don't need as much time. So, um, I'm, I'm going with, with Leclerc. Um, just the experience factor. Uh, he's not going to be a guy who, you know, they're not they're not going to non-tender him. If anything, he could be a trade candidate in July. Sure. Uh, but I I I think that that Leclerc is going to be the guy. Easy if he's if he's healthy to go, yes, without a doubt. It's it's like Hernandez. If Hernandez was back healthy again too, Jonathan Hernandez, that's somebody who could <laughs> he could be at the back end of that bullpen too. Okay, so let's go outside the box now. Let me explain to this to folks. I'm going to be way more wild than Jeff is because I come to this as a fan of the Texas Rangers since 1974. Jeff comes to this as a guy that covers the Rangers, who sure, he loves to see them do better because that's funner to cover when you cover a team that's doing good, but you don't have allegiance to them um, like I do. Um, so I went outside the box, and I'm me and Chris Young and, and John Daniel got together, and we did some oh. different things. And so, okay. Um, okay, so start out with your rotation next year. What do you see? My rotation next year. Uh, Dunning, Hearn, um, Arihara, I go with uh, Sonny Gray, who will be available in a trade with the Reds. Uh, the Rangers have a little bit of history dealing with the Reds here recently. Uh, and then, uh, but that's, that's going to be the only pitching addition. But I'm not going to have Jordan Lyles in there anymore. I am going to put in Glenn Otto. Okay. So, our Dunning, Hearn, Arihara, Sonny Gray, and Otto and and you know Sunny Sunny Gray will start on opening day. This is fantastic because I have Sunny Gray. All right, I know the Reds might be now. I did go better though. I went with a guy that is possibly going to be a free agent, um, Syndergaard. I went they with this with one name signing. I went Syndergaard, Sunny Gray. Then I go Dunning, Hearn, and Otto. Um, okay, I don't know Syndergaard. Still, he's going to have to. He may be kind of like Otto. Uh, and then at the back end, he did not pitch a lot this year, so he doesn't have a lot of innings. And if he's healthy, he may not can go 150 innings. Tony Gray's my guy to go eat the innings. That's who I've got yeah. that can eat the innings. And I do think the Reds might be looking to move him too. And he's got options for 13 or, or for uh, 23, so you could have him under control for a couple years if he's playing yeah, well. Yeah. Well, and, and Syndergaard's from Mansfield, so that's a nice local tie. Uh, his parents now live in McKinney, I believe. But uh, you know. Bring, bring, bring him home. Yeah, so. and, and if and if he's healthy and, and, you know, he doesn't get the big deal he thinks he ought to get, you know, maybe something like a, a, a 
15 million a year for a couple years or something like that. It could be two or three years. And it might be somebody like you flip him again. If it, if he turns out to be that, I don't know. I'm dreaming. It, he's probably going to get a little more than that. Okay. We go to catcher. I think we're still at the same place. Yeah. Same too. Yeah. There's no need to go out trying to find a catcher anywhere. I, that's kind of yeah. the way I see it. Okay. Let's go to first base. Still with low. Yeah, I am. Um, okay. So me too. I, I, I've, I flirted with the idea of, of acquiring Luke Voigt um from the yankees but he hasn't had a a great year and i know some of it's been injury some of it's been uh he was disappointed that the yankees acquired rizzo um but i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hang on to to nate low here okay all right i got nate low too i still don't think that they have to address nate low puts good enough at bats there i think with the with a stronger uh lineup nalo might even be better if he's a little more protected uh, see sure. some better pitches, and his numbers could really climb. So I still That's see low there. Thing. Second base. This is- I'm still sticking with Nick Solak. Um, I don't. I don't think the Rangers need to go outside the organization for a second baseman. I think that they need to bide their time on Foscue. So I think. I think uh, Nick keeps the seat warm okay. uh, this year or in 2022. So that's I'm sticking there. Okay, this may be a prelude to where I go down the line, but uh, my my second baseman is a guy named Isaiah Connor Falifa. Uh, oh. that's my second baseman. Okay, so all right, I see what you're doing. <laughs> you see I I'm see doing. where you're, I see where you're going. <laughs> okay, who's your shortstop then? It, he's coming up. He's coming up. First thing I go to third base. Oh, right, right, right. So right. I go to third base. Who's my third baseman? I'm, Josh Young. Uh, Josh Young. That's who I have. Josh Young is my third <laughs> baseman. All right. And then my shortstop is a guy named Carlos Correa. Uh, ah. that's who I go with. I think he's the one guy. If you're going to spend on a big name free agent this year that you can lock up, the only deal with Correa, he, look, he's an alpha male when he's on the field, but he does have a little bit of injury stuff that can happen. But uh, that's my one big signing is Correa. Okay. Because he's young okay. still. He's only 26 or 27. Uh, still, you, those those years still play um, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Well, my shortstop's Trevor's story. Um, uh, you know, I, I think the local tie thing seems Mm -hmm. legitimate. He hits well in this ballpark. He really likes it. Uh, now I've had people say, you know, the, the players coming home and playing for their hometown team, it's a pain in the butt because people always want tickets and stuff like that. But, um, he really, you know, his wife is from here, both their families live here. Uh, you know, in, in the off season, they live, uh, he, he and his wife live in Colleyville. Sure. And just, I just think that it's, it's just too easy. It, 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 maybe that, maybe that's my problem. It's too easy, but um, I, I think story is the guy. I, I like story too. And it, it, I would be totally happy as a Ranger fan. If story was a guy too, that came here and he's not that old. He's what 29. So he's not, uh, or is he 28 right now? I think he's but 28, 28 yeah. but still young, uh, still young. I'm, I'm trying not to go over 30 if I can help it when you're trying to, cause you've always got to look at next year, three years and five years. And who can you have helping this team when they're there? Story certainly uh, along with Correa could be one that does that left field. Now here is where mm. it's fun for me. Who do you got in left field? No, 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 don't, don't keep them in suspense. Give him, give him a left fielder. Give okay. him your left fielder. Okay. Well, when we went out and got Sonny Gray, we kind of made this big 
this big deal that we did. <laughs> and do you know who it is? No. <laughs> Castellanos. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we got we, we made a blockbuster deal, and we got a left fielder in Castellanos who uh, to come play left field along with Sonny Gray that came back here. Um, and then I've got another one coming. No, I, I tell you what. I tell you what, Nick. You you can you can make a. You can draw a lot of a lot of lines to to Nicholas. I think he likes to go to now yeah. Castellanos. Um, you know the Rangers courted him last off season. Yeah, and and Chris Woodward really wanted him, and I think I think that they they made a pretty good connection. Um, now it turns out that you know they blew the door. The Reds blew the doors off with the money. Right, uh, that's fine. Uh, but he he can opt out or something like that after this year. Um, he had a great year. He's having a great year right. in a hitter's ballpark. Sure. Um, so that would be that would you know, but but if the Rangers thought he would hit here, um, then I, I can see that. Um, I, I I'm still staying though in the or within the organization with DJ Peters. Okay. I just think you know when we go about when we talk the Rangers say they're going to spend money. Yeah. And John Daniel said it on the very first podcast here, it doesn't mean they have to go all in this year. This year. Yeah. They can, they can sprinkle it over the next couple of years. Sure. So, um, you know, can you do better than Nick Castellanos in left field? Um, I mean, probably, you know, but, um, you know, if you're going to sign Trevor story, do you want, are you going to get too right-handed heavy? Um, anyway, so I'm 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 staying with another right-handed bat, DJ Peters, who's far more affordable. And again, <laughs> there might be something there. Okay, center field. Tavares. You're still going to Ferris. T- Tavares. Absolutely. Okay. No, okay, that's good. I went Cattell Marte. So they went out to oh, okay. Arizona and got Marte. Um, which actually they're not going to do both Castellanos and Marte, but um, t- I did. <laughs> okay. So okay. Uh, I like Marte, who might be more realistic in this situation um, uh, with Arizona it, it, and he's got a little control, good player, he plays second base too, but I think center field is where I have him here. Yeah. I just, to, you know, the, the, the idea of the rebuild is to build a homegrown core. Sure. All right. So you're going to have young in it. Uh, Dunning, not homegrown, but young and you acquired him. Right. Hearn again, young and you acquired him from another organization, but right. You know, these are guys that, that you've had your hands on for a while and you've developed them. So I, I think that that giving up on a 23-year-old tool, toolsy outfielder just is the That's antithesis fair. of the rebuild. And I think that Tavares, uh, again, inconsistent, just turned 23, sure. like two weeks ago. Um, young, talented. I, I think that they're just going to gonna go with him and, and, until they are convinced – he can't go anymore, but I think it's going to be the other way around. I think that he's going to prove to be a very capable uh, addition, a guy that you want to have, even if he doesn't hit that much. Sure. He can play at the bottom of the lineup with that his, speed. And the way his, you his defense and speed. He, he's a really good bunner, which he hasn't shown yet. Yeah. So I, I think that, that he's just going to be around for a while. 
Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I I totally agree. And and you're thinking more realistically. I like to play the fan, you know, where we go outside yeah. everybody. That's fine. And no, no, and that's right. And you're totally right. And I have no issue with that. I, I totally think you have to have another year uh, to look at him uh, also. Now, you don't have Connor Falefa in your lineup. Is he your super utility guy or did he get moved? He is. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and he obviously won a Golden Glove at third base. Sure. So if, if Josh Young does not have a good spring, Sure. And the Raiders wanted to see, see him in AAA. You have a starting third baseman who uh, won a gold glove in 2020. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I, I think Kiner Falefa is even aware that of the, I know he's aware of the possibilities out there and that he might have to become a, a, a super utility player. And, and he's fine with, the, he, he's fine with that as long as the team wins. Yep. And, um, but you know, he, he's about to, he's going to be second year ARB eligible. Yep. Um, he's only got a couple years left, uh, free agency might be his best route eventually, but, um, in, in this scenario, yes, I'm not starting him, but he's going to, he's going to play four or five times a week. Absolutely. And let me tell you what, there's a difference between a super utility guy like Kiner Falefa and others, because he is a stellar defender. And right. the bat's just an added bonus to go along with that. You know, I mean, his his bat plays at the major league level as a starter at second base, shortstop, or even third base, maybe a little more power. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, it plays on a good team. It plays to have that guy in your lineup. So to be a super utility guy who's that good at those three positions, I mean. Yeah. I, Although, I, you know, I, 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 do, I do like your idea of playing him at second. I mean, I – you know, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but, and, and maybe, I don't know, shoot, who knows, but I, I, I would, I would stick with Solak there and just because you can move kind of fluff around because he can move around and play yep. capably across the infield and probably he could probably even play left field. Um, that's what I'm doing there. And so I, and in right field, again, we both got Garcia, I'm assuming, Adolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In right field. And closer, I still had Barlow. You probably still have Leclerc. Or do you have anybody in the free agent? Market? No, I have Leclerc. I, you know, John Daniels doesn't, doesn't like to spend money on on big money on closers. He's only done it once with, with Joe Nathan. Yeah. Um, and that worked out great, by the way. Sure. Um, and, and then DH, uh, you know, I still want Ibanez and, uh, Calhoun. And, and Calhoun getting at bats. So – uh, that that's where I'm going there. Well, um, in my scenario, it is Ibanez yeah. and, and Calhoun and Solak's the odd man out. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's the odd man out, which in, in my scenario here, there's a couple of different guys that you got someone that, that the utility guy that if, if Connor Falefa is playing second base, your super utility guy might be for me, it might be Hernandez um, that, that, that ends up taking that position. Yeah. Uh, maybe a Doro, but they'd have to create a spot for him. So that's, Probably not going to happen. He, defensively, he's like kind of Falefa. He plays great defensive all around the infield. He didn't hit where the crap when he was here. Um, so that's why I like He didn't get much of a chance, though. No, and that's that's true. And he knew what his, yeah. his role was. He rose would come up here and sit on the bench and be there in case, and he didn't have to take a 40 right. spot. So right. because of COVID. So anyway, all right. Well, that, that that's fun to do. Um, I think we our next homework ought to be we ought to look at next week who who – which of these players do you see that maybe no one's talking about? Who needs to be looking over their shoulder in the fact that either they're going to get moved or they're going to 
they're going to get taken off the 40 man because there's a few names we could go over there. There's a lot of Absolutely. them. And we can, we can talk about that next week as we wind down the season because, hey, not much is going to change on the big league roster these last 10 days. Uh, so, you know, it'd be surprising to see anything else. Other than that, um, I think that would be fun. Sure. Yeah. All right. And then this off, and we're going to have some fun. Some, hey, before we get out of here, um, I saw that Ron Washington got you all the balls for the, the do it for Durrett. Let's talk about that. Uh, big thing. I can't wait for that. Uh, do it for Durrett's coming up here in a couple weeks. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the big event is a month from today, October 23rd uh, at, at Legal Draft. I think we're calling it Do It for Durrett Rocks. Right. Um, you know, there's going to be. Uh, Mike, you know, Groobs is going to be there. Uh, the old gray wolf himself with his band, Petty Theft, Petty the, Theft, the yeah. Petty cover band will be providing entertainment. Um, what you were referring to is, you know, every, every time we have an event, we ask people we know in the game who, who, who knew Richard, uh, unfortunately the, the number is getting smaller and smaller, um, yeah. to, to help us out, get autograph items from, from their team, um, so like Ron Washington's done it for a few years. Chris Davis used to be great. Um, Ian Kinsler used to be great. And then uh, this year, N N Nelson Cruz has always been great, but he's, he's helping us out with some uh, his stuff and a couple of Tampa Bay guys. Uh, Mike Maddox always gets us Cardinal stuff. He got us national stuff when he was with the national. So you get the idea. Right. Uh, anyway, Wash though takes it another step. He gets stuff from other teams. And so in, in this these these balls that he sent us he had only three braves you know the good all these acuna and and freddie freeman but he got albert Pujols, clayton yeah. kershaw that was jacob list. degrom don Mattingly, you know the marlins manager who you know you can make a case to be in the hall of fame Absolutely. maybe um so and, and he he did get a couple cardinals uh to go off the bats he got arenado and, and molina uh anyway he, he got uh, and Scherzer and a, cu a couple others. I don't, I don't, oh no, he got, he got Tatis and Machado. Yeah. So he, he just, you know, he, he, he just gets it and um, has no problem doing it. And so, yeah, he's a, he's a champion. He, he, he really is a, a, a great person. Um, and you know, it, it doesn't, it's no skin off his back to, no. you know, ask, Basically, you know, he either asks the player himself or he asks the, the, the clubhouse manager to tell the visiting clubhouse manager to, to get these balls autographed. And it happens. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And then we're going to auction them off. That's uh, the, the silent auction is part of our, our event. And then we're going to have an eight, eight items for live auction, uh, including a, a trip to the All-Star Game, a trip to the Hall of Fame, wow. and a, a trip to um, spring training. So um, it's great stuff. And if you, you know, John Daniels is on the board, Emily Jones is on the board, Anthony Andro, um, Kelly Durrett, Durrett is on the board, Ashley Ernest is on the board. So it's, it's a really good group of people who, who uh, obviously knew Richard um, and, and just enjoy helping other families. And ex explain what the money does, because uh, this is awesome. Yeah, I think this is incredible. Sure. The, the money... Uh, the, the first event uh, six years ago was strictly for uh, Richard's family. You know, at, at the time, uh, Owen and Alice were Little. Golly, six and three, I want to say. And Kelly was pregnant yeah. with, with Margot. And so, um, you know, we wanted to, to raise some money for the family. So 
We had it at Billy Bob's. It was great. We raised 200,000. We had something from every major league team. Um, so huge help. Uh, and then it was such a success. We kind of created a brand and we wanted to do it for other families. And so that's what we do. Uh, if, if somebody reaches out to us about an area family who's lost a, a parent, uh, has, has <clears throat> suddenly sudden loss, right. Has, uh, has kids by, you know, left behind and they just need help. Sometimes it's, um, sometimes we just send 3000 bucks, you know, sometimes we send 10, um, uh, we've, we've done 50,000 before for families. So it's, uh, it, it, it means a lot to all of us. I think it's something that I never thought I'd be involved in. And, um, it's one of the, one of the best things I've done. And, um, just these people, you know, they don't know what's going on. Their lives have just been turned upside down Exactly. and they have all kinds of expenses, you know, and, and, and some of them have insurance. Some of them don't, yep. you know, there's, you know, there's GoFundMe pages that get set up. So sometimes we'll reach out and families will turn it down because they've done well there. They want it to go to other families, but, sure. um, you know, even if it's just, you know, covering, covering a mortgage payment for a month or paying sure. off a credit card, something like that, something sure. to help them figure out where they're going to make up this lost income and, uh, pay the bills and keep a roof over their head. So, uh, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a great little charity and, uh, um, we've helped, I don't know, 120 families, let's say we've raised over a million dollars. So Fantastic. we're, we're, we're doing good and uh, it's, it's good work. Yeah. And that's, and that's do it for Dura that, that you, you guys need to look into that right now. Let's go uh, let's go talk to Ricky Vanesco. All right. And joining us now from the complex there in Arizona, uh, a lot of you guys know this name and he has been on rehab now for a little over a year. It's Ricky Vanasco. We talked to him last year. Uh, he came on the show bef before the injury. Ricky, what's up, bud? Not a whole lot, man. Just itching to get get a hitter in the box at this point. <laughs> yeah, where? So where where are you? Where are you in the rehab process? I, I talked to Willie Calhoun a couple weeks ago. He said he stepped in and tracked against you and said you were throwing fastballs and changeups. Or where are you at now? Um, so I actually just got done with my rehab two Thursdays ago, and then I threw my first live BP this week. And then I have another one tomorrow. So, um, I have one more live BP after this. And then my first game's October 5th. So, okay. So, you, so you're spinning stuff you're throwing. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I'm throwing everything. Yes, sir. And how do you feel? I feel fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever felt better, honestly. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I mean, I put on 40 pounds since I've been in here. Yeah, I was joking. With the, yeah, I was joking with the other day. I had, if you needed forty pounds, I could have gave you forty pounds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had to get mine the hard way, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I feel you know mentally, physically, um, I just feel I feel fantastic. So, well, when, when the first time I met you, the first time we talked, it was when you were uh, in Arlington as part of the the Rangers Futures Camp, and you talked to me about how you always had trouble keeping on weight. So. Yeah. How did, how did you, how, A, did you put it on this time? And B, how are you keeping it on? I mean, I, so like when I first got into rehab, the, the whole, um, like idea was for me to just throw on a bunch of weight, like as quickly as possible. Um, and that's what I did. I sat down with Stephanie and Emily and we just made a plan about how much I should be eating, you know, like eating the right stuff, obviously. Um, and just stuck to the plan finally and just, you know, I put in all the effort. I was eating probably 6,200 calories a day. God, you, <laughs> you suck. That's like a, that's like a swimmer. That's like a swimmer. 
it was it was like seriously like the hardest part through rehab other than then like sitting around doing nothing every day but like i ate myself sick daily (laughs) oh my gosh see i'm jealous as a guy who needs to take the 40 off 6200 calories would be like a dream for me to be able to eat (laughs) anything i wanted it was it was a grind i'll tell you that but i mean a lot of shakes. I mean, you, I can't imagine you're eating $6,200 calories and steaks every day. But I, I might have ate Chipotle out of burritos like weekly. <laughs> I was there every day, at least three times a day. And then I had shakes in between plus snacks plus like stuff before I went to bed. It was it was a lot. Well, what's your what's your go to Chipotle burrito? What's your go to? Oh. I'm just going to get, I'm going to get double brown rice, no beans, double steak, a uh, little medium sauce, and then I'm going sour cream and cheese, and I'm calling it. I'm no in. guacamole? No guac, no. Guac's, no. guac's a healthy, a healthy, it's a superfood. I know, I know. Surprise but, Stephanie yeah, no didn't put me. Oh, she tried. Yeah, I just fought <laughs> against it. <laughs> I just fought against it. Uh, the, the Stephanie he referenced is Stephanie Fernandez, and she's the... Uh, Rangers nutritionist and you know she she's done stuff like this for Ricky uh, Joe Palumbo um, you know was drinking a 4,000 calorie a day shake a couple off seasons ago and she, oh, she he's also, still doing it yeah she also helps with um, in Joe's case and Kyle Gibson's case they have ulcerative colitis so I mean she she can do it all and and uh, she's you know in this day and age when nutrition is such a big thing for players she's she's kind of like a a quiet MVP. I mean, she keeps she keeps you guys well nourished and 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 going the right way. And Willie Calhoun, she had Willie Calhoun too with all his weight loss. Yep. Yeah, she's she's a superhero in her own way. I'll tell you yeah, that. she really is. Okay, so uh, we're throwing ninety nine. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're you know we're back to where we left off for sure. Um, yeah, I've been getting getting you know told to calm it down a little bit, so I'm kind of throwing too hard too soon. But yeah, we're I mean, I mean, it was 99 in a bullpen the other day with, you know, no hitter, a dummy hitter, and it was 10 o'clock in the morning. So the, the blood's not flowing even. So yeah, I, yeah, I can't, <laughs> can't, you know, I can't, can't wait for, you know, somebody to step in the box and just finally be able to, you know, feel the adrenaline again. So October 5th is, is during instructs, which begins here in a couple of days for everybody. Um, what, what kind of barometer do you think that'll give you? Will you, will you get be able to get a pretty good gauge on, on what your stuff is doing? Um, you know, like honestly, as many bullpens as I've thrown up to this point, I think it's been like almost 15, 13. And then some live VPs, like my stuff's like still there and I'm confident in it, you know, um, obviously I missed a step and uh, I think, Finally, just, you know, putting a hitter in there, it's it's showing me, you know, that my stuff still plays, which makes me feel comfortable because uh, I did blow out on a curveball, which, you know, now I can keep throwing it. There's no mental block there. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just nice, you know, that you know, my stuff's still there. And I thought I might have thrown the best changeup in my life the other day. And, <laughs> you know, it, it hurts to say this because um, Jordan Teague's always messes with me because before I blew out, I had like, finally learning my change up or whatever and then i got sent to the alt site and the joke was you know you always had a good change up blah 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 so i i finally like it's finally such a comfort pitch for me now and i threw one the other day and it was it was a 0.1 vert 
and 13 inches horizontal. It was completely sideways. And I took a picture of it. And I, I sent it to him. And I was like, I still got a good change up. And he's like, yeah, see, that's your best pitch still. So, <laughs> All right, so go for your rep- repertoire from what you're most yeah. comfortable with the least comfortable. That was with. my question. I want to know what is, yeah. what's the arsenal? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, still my fastball still plays. I'm, I'm getting about like 22 inches of vert with it right now. So, I mean, it's back to where it was. It was a long road to, you know, finally find that arm slot and the hand path again. But, you know, fastball, still good. Curveball, I mean, even sharper and better now. Change up, I don't even – I'm just so satisfied with that at this point. And then um, still working on a slider. Um, it's coming into the mix. It feels good falling out of my hand. So, mm. we're, we're slowly working there. But, I mean, other than that – everything feels really good right now. So, so slider, not a, not a cutter. You like, you like a slider a little better. Yeah. It's, it's just, I think it's, it's easier for me to get to a slider, you know, point out of my arm slot than it is cutter. Um, and just cause I throw so hard, it, it mm-hmm. blends well with my curveball. So. All right. Well, so how much, how much drop off do you yeah. get up on the changeup? So, I mean, how, how many, what's the velo on the changeup compared to the, to the fastball? It was like uh, I think I was sitting the change up the other day it was like 84, 85. So it was from like 96, 97, 85. Wow, that's so about 12, 12. That'll work. Yeah, yeah, play, it plays. I'll tell you yeah, that. that'll that'll play. <laughs> that'll play. So um, we had uh, Cole Reagans on uh, our our last episode, and he's he went through what you went through twice. And, but, but I, th- I think one of the, the guys who's been instrumental, uh, has been Keith Comstock. Can you talk about, uh, what it's like being there with Keith and how he's helped you along? You know, come, me and Kami actually sat down and talked to him, you know, about it the other day. And, uh, he gave me a good quote and he said, uh, uh, for rehab, you'll always stand by. He said, don't bring more negative energy to rehab. And I was sitting there, I was thinking, I was like, you know, like, what does he honestly mean by that? And like, obviously the rehab situation, you know, being nobody wants to be in rehab. Um, so he always, you know, brings a positive attitude. He always brings such a life to the rehab group and he just, he makes it, you know, less crappier than the situation, you know, could tr- truly be. And he always gives you something to work on. He challenges you every day. He's just like, if, if, you know, somebody could ever have a mentor in their life, not going through baseball, like I'd pick that guy any, any day of the, any day of the week, just, uh, I mean, he's just been there. He's been through it. He's, he's seen it all. And he's just, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I, 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 I've never heard a rehab guy say anything bad about him. And it is the positivity thing because like Cole said, there are going to be days when you don't want to be there, but there's somebody there who's going to pick you up. And uh, you know, it's a big, unfortunately it can be a big group. So, but I mean, these are probably guys you're going to be friends with for forever. Yeah. And, the, you know, the Kami and I were talking yesterday and he said that, you know, that there's going to be a difference between, you know, you and being in red and you being in blue. And he said, the only difference is the, because you you know, you don't really get that close with anybody as, you know, having a year to just be with that person every single day in rehab. So he said, that'll probably be uh one big change for you not having a gel like you have with rehab. But I mean, 
it's such a good group. I mean, we were so close. Everybody was so close. Um, it just made made the days go by quicker. I was telling Kami yesterday, I felt like I was sitting in a brace still. It was today, today was actually my anniversary. My year was today. So happy anniversary. Yeah. Anniversary. <laughs> Thanks. <man. laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, I had brought, brought donuts for all rehab today. Still a rehab tradition. And yeah, today was the, the year. So, all right. That's awesome. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, this is a question that, that now's the time to ask you're, you're, you are finally off of IR. You're, you're healthy again. You feel good after the surgery. When, how long is it before you actually pick up a ball and throw it? Uh, it's six months post-surgery. Post-surgery. So those, yeah, so six months. So you get six weeks until you get the brace off post-surgery and then six months until you start, you know, throwing a baseball. Oh, my gosh. And for a pitcher, that had to drive you crazy. Yeah, for, you know, something that we do all our life and it's our job. You can't pick it up for six months. It's, it's tough. I mean, I tell you what, it's not easy going through rehab, but. It'll be a blessing, you know, I'll always remember on my career. That's for sure. Sure. And you, and you start out with like one pound weights, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was, you know, we were, I was, what was I doing? I was curling like three pound dumbbells in the training room. And it was just like, you know, it's, you sit there and you think, oh, three, three pounds, you know, having surgery, you know, with that new UCL. I'll tell you what, I was never so sore after curling three pounds in my life. <laughs> that was the heaviest thing to me. That's heavy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a grind. And then I we had the we had uh ankle weights hung. I had ankle weights hung from my wrist one day because my arm wouldn't straighten out. That was <laughs> the most I, I thought I tore my UCL again. It was the most miserable thing I've ever been through. <laughs> That sounds like dark age medicine. Right yeah, it, it was, it's not, it's not fun. <laughs> That's pretty good. That All right. Good. So, so um, we, we've gone through the weight, we've gone through the velocity, the arsenal. I mean, it sounds like you're ready to go. And I'm itching. I've been itching since I got done, uh, for done with my uh, um, bullpens. I've been itching for a battery to just step in the box. I've been having a blast since I got done. It's been nothing but fun now, man. I just, you know, you, you, you rehab, you just, you find something you can look forward to that gets you through the week. Each week you find that new thing. And then you finally, you know, you get to that end of the, the tunnel and you see the light. It's just like, you know what? Like it's finally time to go. Like you finally get let go. So I can finally see the light again. We're almost there. So good. So good. I'm, I'm assuming, have they told you any kind of pitch count? Cause they're obviously not just going to let you go out. Yeah. Have they said, you know, we're going to keep you 20 pitches, 30 pitches, something like that? So uh, I'm supposed to get um, 10 innings in instructs. They're two inning stents a piece, so it'd be five innings roughly. Uh-huh. And then um, I think I'm on like a 25-ish pitch count. I, I haven't been told that, but I would assume so. And that's fine. That's You're building back up. you got to build back up the right. strength to doing that. So I even imagine going into the uh, spring next year and starting the season in, in full ball again when you're back in ball, you're, they're, they're going to they're gonna be watching it closely. That's too valuable. And all. Yeah, we talked uh, We talked when Meister was here and they did uh, my assessment. He said I was, I'm looking for like 90 and like 100 innings next year, 95 almost. So, okay. so I'm getting capped already next year. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what – I mean, Colton – Cole Wynn, who was not injured, is is going to be at about a was it about ninety innings this year? So I mean, it's right. It's yep. part of the part of the deal. Oh yeah, right. 
Oh yeah. Good. So what, uh, after instructs, you go home to Florida and, and hang out and go through a, a normal off season. Uh, I'm going to have a normal off season this year. Uh, I might actually, I might either stay here or I'm going to try to go out to Texas and um, stay with Sam and hopefully work out at the facility out there. Hopefully be out at TMI for a little bit, but um, obviously I got to talk through some things with some higher up people than me. So, <laughs> but that that's, that's what the goal I'm shooting for right now. So. I tell you what, the TMI, yeah, you know it, you know it, unfortunately, but across the street is a, is a large hospital. TMI used to be in there and it used to be tiny and cramped. And then Keith and his partners built this nice state-of-the-art facility. So, I mean, you, you, yeah. you hurt your elbow at a good time, I guess, but it, <laughs> it that's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great facility. Yeah. Yeah. I went over, to, I, I had the hospital get my MRI done because that's, that's where we still go. So and, oh, I've been uh, in that, I've been in that machine. I've been in that one. Yeah, for, for back. It, it sounds like just bombs going off in there. It's terrible. Did they give you the, the headphones to put on? Did, did they? Give oh you yeah, the, the the little uh, skull candy earbuds that, <laughs> that you can't hear the music over in the thing. Yeah, they right. gave you those. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's ridiculous. But hey, hey. we got to do what we got to do. Hey, we got That's one. Right. We got one listener that wanted to ask a question. This is Scott Walker, and I put it out so anybody wanted to ask you a question. He said, "How difficult has it been to watch all of the other prospects get so much acclaim? <coughs> Excuse me, as the system strengthens, but you hardly get mentioned as part of the strength of the farm system due to the injury." I mean, like personally, for me, like obviously, I, that doesn't bother me a bit. Um, just because, you know, those guys are being my teammates one day and sitting in rehab, like, I know that at the end of the day. Like, I want to have, like, obviously I want to be, you know, everybody loves a little recognition. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's it's good to sit back and, you know, see other people succeed and, you know, watch those guys. Like Snyder, he was in rehab with me when I started. And mm-hmm. I got to watch him get to the big leagues this year. Like, you know, that's that's nothing for me but satisfaction. Like, I love that dude to death. You know what I mean? And it's not so much, you know, sitting back and not being recognized, but it's sitting back and, you know, watching those guys that, you know, were in my draft class and, you know, get that call up and seeing that light, like, you know, that could be me one day, you know, that, that could be me next year. It could be me the, the year after. It just, you know, it's just motivation, honestly. And, you know, they, they might not have said, or mention my name a lot in rehab and I honestly don't care just, you know, cause the important people like Mike and all them, they always called me, they checked up on me, you know? So it, it gave me that, that little satisfaction, you know, that I needed just to get through. So it was nice. Um, for the record, you're, you're in case people don't know, I mean, you're, you're in the top 30 lists of, you know, the major publications, you're top 20, top 15. So it's not like you're just, you know, wallowing in the bottom hundred or whatever but you <laughs> it's just you know you, you you get hurt and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind type of thing and uh i, I exactly. think exactly i've i i certainly think like you mentioned though the organization knows who you are and and that's right. what oh yeah right. and that, that yeah Go ahead. well see and, and i think when when i first read this question i kind of went well what's he then i understood what he said because 
look, Jeff and I both, we've talked to Paul Kruger here uh, a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he, he talked to Willie Calhoun. The name Ricky Venasco is what you're doing there. People are saying, okay, Ricky's back. He, here he comes because we had heard your name before the injury happened. I think his deal was it's you haven't – everybody else is getting – press because they're throwing they're playing they're doing it and ricky's not how hard is that i can't and you answered it perfectly it's kind of yeah i mean it stinks because i'm not yeah i'm not facing anyone right now so my name's not being mentioned on a stat line or a stat sheet that's kind of right. what i think he was trying to get at right yeah and you and you know i got recognized you know in, in my own way in rehab that that was the satisfaction for me like put being coming you know put me in that leadership role you know that that being recognized from you know, Paul from Mike, from all those guys, like that's, that was the only satisfaction I need. You know, I didn't, I didn't need anything tweeted out. You know, I don't need stuff like that, but I, I mean, I, obviously at the end of the day, you know, it's nice, but you know, seeing that, you know, I can go into rehab and I can put a smile on a guy's face, you know, when he's having a bad day, you know, that was the only satisfaction I needed while I was hurt. So. Yeah. Those guys aren't big tweeters, by the way, they, I think they have. Yeah, no, they're not. I think they have burners, though. I think they have burners because they always seem yeah. to know when I tweet. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm gonna. I, you know, I'm pretty sure they've got burners. <laughs> yeah. So, John, uh, what you got? That's it. You know what, Ricky you came on. I, I appreciate it so much. I knew I could get you on. I reached out to you last week. We were supposed to get someone on. I said, you know, Ricky, probably come on. You were ready, and then uh, I was like, let's do it this week. It's great. I mean. I had to tap the brakes to get ready. I wanted you to be back throwing. Here's some good things before we did. Last year, we had talked right on the day you got diagnosed. And so uh, I wanted to, and, and everybody's like, yeah, go talk to him. He sounds good and everything's going well. It's great to get you to come on here and talk to us. Look, you, everybody, when they look at pitching prospects in this organization, the top two names right now are Lighter and Win. They always talk about that. But there are guys behind the scenes that are saying, uh, there's a guy named Ricky Benasco that might be right in that, that conversation who might, he could even be the best one here. That's what I've heard behind closed doors. So, you know what? It's good that you're healthy, buddy. And I appreciate you coming on here so much. I appreciate you guys having me. You know, it's always, always a pleasure. You know, we went through it last year. We got yelled by, yelled at by Mike together. So, you know, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. So, I mean, you know, I'm, it's always a pleasure being on with you guys. So. Awesome. All right. Hey, man, if you get into town, if you do come in this offseason or whatever, give me a holler, man. I'll come over and take you guys out for a meal or something. You just got to let me know if you're in town. Yes, sir, I will. Absolutely. That's Ricky Sweet. Venasco. Jeff, anything else? No. All right, Sweet. Buddy. All right, Jeff. Thanks. All right. All right. All right, Ricky. Thanks for joining us. Ricky Venasco, right-handed pitcher. Okay, that was Ricky Venasco from Arizona. That was great talking to him. He looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, he was pretty fired up. Uh, you could tell, and he looks entirely different with all that. I mean, his face still looks the same, I guess. But he, he's 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 gone from boy to man with his forty pounds. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> no kidding. God, I wish someone would tell me you really have to eat a lot of calories every day. And I would yeah, just you know, I mean, sixty two hundred. That's like what Michael Phelps would eat. Yes, I remember that you know, story. That's like, that's like Olympic training <laughs> diet. It's crazy. Sixty two hundred. I I mean I. I eat a lot, but I don't think I could do 6,200. I don't think I could, and I eat a lot too. And and so, you know, I count in calories now, but my gosh. But he, he did look good. He's put some muscle on. Um, you know, I, I saw some pictures of him throwing. Um, yeah, and these guys, you know, the, you get up next to him, and I remember seeing him at spring training, the last spring training when it was really open. That was the year COVID hit, uh, but it was before COVID 
really got there and they were in spring training and he was just a rail, you know, just a tall, yeah. skinny rail in there. Yeah. Well, this is a yep. good one. Hey, you know what? We had Ricky on. We've had uh, we had some fun there at the beginning. Uh, next week, of course, we've got some homework. We're going to look at forty man roster decisions and what they're going to do. And in yeah. the meantime, uh, we'll we'll try to get another cool guest. Yeah, we we I'm, we, we we haven't let anybody down yet. So uh, we're not we're not going to start now. We got yeah one more week of the regular season. I tell you what, a, a good. Uh, I've got a couple ideas for a good one. So I'll, I'll run them past you here <laughs> off camera. I don't want to. Okay. Off mic. I don't want to. I don't want to make a promise that you can't keep. Or, yeah, cash That's the right. check that you don't have the money in the bank. I uh, know. I've exactly. got a few of those too. I think that'll be fantastic, guys. Thanks for joining us this time. This was episode five. Was with, and thanks Ricky Venasco for coming on. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Hey, for those that have asked, I want to make sure you know. Into the off season, we will be doing these weekly. I don't know that we'll need to do it weekly, but at least once or twice a month, we're going to put one of these out. There's going to be a lot of winter meeting stuff. Jeff, you're going to try to get to the winter meetings if they have it. Um, and, and maybe report from there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to depend on if John Daniels told me there won't be in winter meetings if there's a strike. So, um, Oh it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think it depends on that, but I would, I would, I'd like to, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's such a big deal and, uh, you, you get, you know, but, and then, and then, and then it all assumes that we can do what we normally do, which is, you know, talk to people without, um, worrying about spreading any diseases or anything like that. So, sure. uh, we'll see, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of off season stuff. The just because the season ends doesn't mean the newsletter is going into hibernation. It'll be we'll be cranking out a lot of content every week. So yeah, um, and this this too can because look yeah this too th th this podcast here could be a thirty minute podcast or a fifteen minute jump on do some stuff throw it out um, and just some ideas and fun stuff. Uh, we won't it won't you know there's there is always going to be stuff to talk about during the off season. It's going to be a busy off season, I think. Yeah, yeah. So guess what you guys need to do? Get you a paid subscription to Jeff Wilson's Texas Rangers newsletter, jeffwilson.substack.com. It costs $5.99 a month. Or if you do the year plan, it costs $5 a month. Yep. So, you know, that's uh that's one less that's one less uh beer at at the bar or uh one less hamburger at at Whataburger, as yep. John likes to say. So <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a piece of cake. It's a piece of cake and it's good stuff. It's well and, worth uh, it. And, and hey, we're, we're very biased, but you know, if you listen to what Paul Kruger said at the end of the last episode, that was a real nice compliment, how he, he and the organization have taken note, how we're hitting the farm system. So, um, you yeah. know, yeah. if you're into prospects and you don't care about the major league team right now, this is a place you got, you got to know about these guys and, and, and we'll, the, the, the subscription enables you to do that. Absolutely. And listen, TR came out with another great one today and he's doing his memoirs and those yeah. are fantastic. And guys, I mean, look, the daily coverage is great. I mean, Jeff puts out great stuff every day, dog videos, all of that to go with it and good stuff. And he talks to guys there on the team every day. Uh, and then you got TR who puts his stuff on, which is fantastic. And then this, this part here is free. Uh, but I tell you what, right. the, I look for my newsletter every morning to hit to see what yeah. you talked about uh, on there. Yeah. So, all right, guys, get the subscription. We'll see you next week. Guys. Thanks a lot. See you at the yard.